0: Welcome back to another episode of Friendship in the Time of Coronavirus. Today we have a special guest with us. This is guest number two. Welcome, Isha. Hi. (laughs) So today we're going to be touching on a bunch of stuff, um, shared experiences, some camps that they've done. It should be a good episode and we hope you enjoy
1: So Isha and I actually met through a camp that we did two summers ago. Now it was in the summer of 2019 called CCLI, the Cesar Chavez Leadership Institute, which is a summer camp at ASU focused on leadership. And it's mostly made up of Hispanic students, but they still want to be diverse. So there's um, a couple others of us thrown in there and Isha and I are in the other category. It's really Seriously. shocking. <laughs> Seriously, there were like, yeah, very, very mostly Hispanic for sure Mm -hmm. Um, so that was interesting but it was just a super fun camp we did a lot of activities Isha what was your favorite activity that we did?
2: Oh my god I don't know one thing I vividly remember is how we would like play this string game after lunch or something we would just like stand outside in the courtyard and everyone had like a ball of yarn and we would like toss it to one another but I don't know that was pretty fun and then just like coming up with chants and normal club stuff. But I mean, they had special speakers, too, that were really like helpful with college apps and giving advice for that because we were juniors. So
1: yeah, it was the so the string game that she was talking about is we like would stand in a circle and it was kind of like to do it like connections to represent that like we're all connected to each other. And so like you held on to your part of the string and tossed the ball around. And then I don't know if it was the first time or the last time we did that, we actually cut like a couple inches from the piece we were holding and made bracelets. So we all had a bracelets from the piece of the string. So like we were all connected kind of thing. Um, and yeah, the speakers were really, were really good. And that was the first time I actually like found out about Greta Thunberg was because they showed us um, her speech that she gave, um, I think at a UN conference or something. Yeah. And so that was really cool. I also really liked when we went to St. Vincent de Paul and we did oh, the yeah. serving, that was such a fun experience.
2: That was that was such a good experience. Like I remember there was this little girl, um, I think one of the mentors or like the people who were in charge of us was helping this one little girl. And she was not focusing on the work she was doing, but I was like talking to her and she was trying to get me to read to her in Spanish. And then
1: we like switched and we were making
2: burgers in the back.
1: Yeah, you could like rotate stations. So some people were helping out in the kitchen. Some people were serving. Some people were cleaning tables and then they had like a kid's play and homework area. So some people were over there too. It
2: came back to me but i remember like the last day before ccli ended we had like this talent show and then all of the mentors surprised us by doing like thriller and they had dressed up in all of these costumes and everything and we were all just singing like piano no bohemian rhapsody at the top of our lungs it was that was such a good like time
1: (laughs) the last day before was amazing. I have videos of all the skits. Same. Um, it was it's so fun to watch back. And we also did like, um, a senior circle kind of thing. Like what we talked about, like in our band episode. So like everyone went around and like talked about their experience, lots of crying. I like, don't cry ever. I'm not a crier at all, but I could like, it got to me and I just like broke down. <laughs> I was like, I was not expecting it. was so emotional, but it was yeah, no, it was really crazy. And we also like wrote everyone notes. And so reading those was really special too.
2: Same. I was sobbing by the end of it. Like I was like, people were coming around in the circle and I was slowly tearing up. And then it got to me and I was like, Hi.
1: seriously, Seriously, so many people did that. Like they start off and then they couldn't make it through. So
0: funny story about that camp. I actually applied, but my sophomore year, I think. And Isha, did you also apply? Yeah, because I remember I remember talking to you about that. We both applied. We both got rejected the first year. <laughs> and Isha was actually smart and reapplied. I think I was like, it was in my plans to reapply. I just never got around to it or I didn't write it down and I forgot about it. So I'm glad Isha got to go. It just completely slipped my mind. So I only got rejected from them. But it's okay. <laughs> no hard for me. I remember texting you.
1: I was like, did you get it? You're like, no, did you? I'm like, no. <laughs> Avantka, that could, that was another like opportunity where fate could have made us meet again. Seriously. Honestly.
0: Me and Acacia have found like all these instances where we've kind of seen each other, we've talked to each other, but never really met till this past fall. They could have been
1: in other instance. Yeah yeah I. right yeah we were both in band so like we saw each other various competitions she actually led my band around at a Hamilton competition and like so we had met multiple times and just like never like had the opera the the circumstances the environment was never like right that we like had a chance like really talk Mm -hmm. um and so like we met through a a Barrett pen pal thing and we met at the pen pal reveal party so yeah. and
0: even then we didn't even know we both were in band at that point we just were pen pals and we're like oh wait you also do band oh wait you also do this oh wait and then everything started coming out <laughs>
1: yeah Aww. yeah
2: that's awesome I so um, cool that Barrett has a pen pal thing too honors <laughs> does not I barely like I live in the honors village which is where I am right now but uh I don't know talk to people here like I don't meet too many people
0: because of honors
1: mm-hmm. like
2: they don't have things or maybe
0: they do maybe I just don't know about it yeah. Do you guys get any perks I know in Barrett everyone's hyping about the food or the dorms I wouldn't know I haven't been on campus but
2: I mean the dorms are pretty nice but they're expensive like mm-hmm. very expensive like the most expensive dorms on campus yeah and the dining they- hall is pretty good too but it's in my opinion, overpriced. Like this, the honors
0: yeah.
2: village is like overpriced, but I guess it's nice to live in compared to other dorms, but
1: I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And clarification to Isha goes to U of A, um, or as I'd like to say, that school down south. Uh, so she has a slightly different experience. So she's at the honors college there. And I assume you went there because of the med program, right? Since you're pre med. Mm-hmm. Yeah and also because I got more I was debating between like ASU and U of A um, and
2: honestly I just got more scholarship money from U of A <laughs> and then also I kind of wanted to be farther away from my parents because me and Avantika both live in Chandler and ASU is pretty close and I was
1: like I love my parents but I, I have to be a little bit farther away. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, we found that there's like actually such good Barrett perks, like lots of outreach. The mentors are really good. We get priority registration for classes. There's like lots of special clubs and we get lots of free stuff, too, which is nice. So but we also do have to pay that
0: Barrett fee. So I don't know how much of it is, quote unquote, free, but there are nice perks that we've definitely gotten out. I'm
1: actually on the Barrett. Honors College Council and so we like decide what the fee goes to so it's usually it's supposed to give back to the students so it's like putting things on campus or like renovating spaces especially for Barrett students so generally speaking gets put to good use even though it's really annoying because then you even if you get like a full tuition covered you then you still have to pay the Barrett fee so and how exactly. it's a fee, how it's a two thousand dollar fee, <laughs> just a minor fee, you know. Don't worry. Yeah, ours was I think five hundred for the whole
2: year, um, but they're upping it. I heard that they're increasing the price.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. two thousand per year. So by the time you graduate, you paid eight thousand dollars. Oh be
2: my there. god!
1: Wow, fun stuff. <laughs> Avantia, do you want to talk about being pre-med and your guys' experiences? Yeah, so I haven't had too many exciting
0: experiences yet, just getting the pre out of the way, but I'm part of a couple programs that allow me to shadow, or virtual shadow right now, so that's been really fun, but we've had physicians come in and speak to us, talk to us about um, the whole process, what classes to take, their advice. There's actually this other program I'm part of, which is like, Neurosurgeons come in and they show us a case they do. And if this was in person, we would have like got to shadow them while they actually did the case. But now they show us videos of it. It's fascinating. You can like see inside the brain. You can see what cuts they're making. The surgeon talks you through all of it. And then at the end, there are some older med students there. So they'll ask the students and be like, oh, why do you think we did this? Or what would you have done? I'm just a freshman. So I my eyes are just open and I'm watching everything. I have no idea what any of the answers are. And they're using all these big words. But it's so interesting to watch and that's been really fun to do so one of my pre-med experiences so far it sucks that everything's virtual though I know you're part of a couple programs Hesha how's that going yes
2: I actually um so I joined UAEMS it's the emergency medical responders like student organized uh, agency on campus so uh, I joined them through a scholarship last semester actually so they paid for my EMT certification and now I'm working as an EMT on campus. So I go and work shifts and we get to respond to 911 calls, which is pretty, which has been pretty fun, actually. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we haven't gotten that much patient contact. I mean, usually when we get there, like if a patient's having a seizure, they're not having a seizure anymore. <laughs> and then the like fire department shows up and takes over. But it's really cool seeing how some of these patients argue against me like the fire department like they'll show up and then they'll be like I'm gonna call your chief and this is not right and it's like clearly they're they're, it's a a little weird but it's very fascinating to see that yeah yeah that's just I'm glad that I have that this semester but I don't know I, I haven't gotten to do much shadowing
0: Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone really has. And when we have those talks with the physicians, everyone's always asking that, that, oh, do you think it's going to matter a lot on the application? Like, because of COVID, we haven't had any opportunities. And everyone's just saying the same thing, like, look for what you can get, make the best of it. So I think we're both doing a good job of doing that. Yeah. Uh, Have you taken any fun classes so far? Like any med classes? I don't know. I know we're both only freshmen, so not really. Fun classes? Um. Or like at least interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I
2: took cellular neurophysiology last semester, which was pretty interesting, mostly because of the professor, because I honestly tried to Google the material. Right. <laughs> I could not understand it. Like I would like look up stuff for, in preparation for tests and I'd be like, what am I looking at? <laughs> but that was a pretty cool class. But most of my classes this semester are just boring gen eds, getting stuff out of the way.
1: With being, with doing the EMT thing, have you, what's like the most interesting experience you've had? Like do you have a funny story? Um, (laughs) I mean, most of our
2: funny stories are just that like we get there, um, and the patient is super like weird about it or they'll like be kind of out of it. Um, let me think. Uh, I mean I guess like one of the funny ones was so I was on it's like not that funny but funny considering what time it was so we have like different shifts we can either go from 7 a.m to 1 p.m 1 p.m to 7 p.m or 7 p.m to 7 a.m um so I was on an overnight shift and around twelve thirty a.m we got dispatched to a call and it was this guy um He was like in front of a church or something and we got there and he was all fine um but he started like yelling at everybody and everything and I was like oh and it's it's weird because you know we step back once the fire department gets there (laughs) we have to keep like the most neutral expressions on our face like I can't even look at someone and be like oh my god what is going on like you have to be completely like straight face and be like Mhm, mhm, and you're slowly inching backwards, trying to like get away from them. But yeah, it was just it was funny because we didn't we didn't end up even touching him, but we were there for an hour while he just argued and yelled. What did funny. he
1: call about? Like, why would he call nine one one?
2: I mean, he was like dizzy, was, that's what he called for? But he wasn't like unconscious or anything when we got there. He just called because he, was- he was dizzy. He was dizzy and really angry. That's why mm-hmm. he called. It. Yeah. He was dizzy and really angry and it was just I mean I know that there's like I just have so much respect for the fire department after seeing that like how how do you handle like people like that? I would not be able to.
1: Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's interesting that like people call 911 cuz I'm like almost scared to call 911. Like I like feel the gravity of it. Like that you like people are going to rush there if you call them. And it's like, you don't want to waste someone's time. So like, only if it's a true emergency, like what I ever do, but then there's people who call when they're dizzy. I'm like, with the mindset is completely different.
2: For real, I, I like, I personally have never called 911. Like I know my parents have, but it's been like life-threatening situations. Like it's a serious need for 911. And then like, you know, you get calls here and it's like, they like, Fractured their arm, or they like twisted their ankle. And I'm like, Go to you, the ER. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you called 911 because you twisted your ankle. It's kind of funny. um I haven't gotten any of those calls, but I definitely know that there are also calls where people call 911 and we show up and no one is there. Like, no one is there. They search around for like
1: 10 minutes and just no one's there. And it's like they butt dialed you almost. Or, yeah. Like, and it, it's so weird. <laughs> There's one time I was in the mall and police officers were walking around because someone had called 911 in the mall. And I remember they, they knew it was like a teenager's voice. So they like stopped me and they're like, Hey, did you call 911? And I was like, no. And they were like, just going around, like asking every teenager they saw, like trying to figure this out. Cause I think you can actually like get in trouble for prank calling 911, like a fine or something. Probably no talking about a waste of time. Why would you make them drive all the
0: way out? put that stress on everyone for it to be a joke
2: exactly. yeah I'm scared to die like I'm honestly still scared of like I'll see cops even in like Hamilton when I was a freshman because we had security guards around school I was so scared I was like oh my god we have security and I came from basis which was like a small like the biggest threats are like security guards or the lunch ladies. <laughs> It will tell you not to leave during lunch. So like you come to Hamilton and there's people driving around in golf carts and they're yelling at you if you're going too far from like the lunch area. That was so scary. (laughs) So I'm still scared of like talking to cops and like firefighters.
1: Yeah, I know that's like a lot of people. It was funny. One time on Halloween, my mom was driving me home because like, so my parents are divorced. So usually I go do Halloween with my mom because she also has a better trick-or-treating neighborhood. So she was driving us home and a cop pulled us over. And my mom, I kid you not, was like having a panic attack in the driver's seat. And I like, and so the cop comes up to the car and she can't even talk. She's like incoherent. So I'm talking to the police officer. I'm like 10 years old. I'm talking to the police officer. He's like, oh yeah, your registration tags are out of it. I'm like okay my mom's like check the 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 thing under the dashboard and so I like open it and I find like the thing so we had paid for it she just hadn't put the sticker on and so the cop was like it's okay like you have the sticker you paid for I won't write you a ticket and my mom is over here like freaking out and I'm like and it was funny too because we were like in our pajamas or whatever because we had changed out of our Halloween costumes it was it was really funny but yeah no so many people are like scared of the police like Mm -hmm. I think unless you have good reason to be like just assume that they're you know nice trying to help you out I've never
2: gotten pulled over while driving but I I would be if I ever did I would be scared like I still kind of know like what to do if someone behind me like starts flashing their sirens I'd be like oh my god okay 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 pull over where do I pull over yeah.
0: So I actually have a funny story of getting pulled over. It wasn't me driving. It was my friend, but we were in Scottsdale somewhere. It was one of the back roads. Uh, we were just driving along and then we see sirens behind us. And I think I was the one who noticed them first. I was like, are those sirens? And then my friend who was driving, she's like, "Shit, shit, they are!" Like, "Oh my gosh, what what are we supposed to do?" I'm like, "Okay, let's pull over, just get to the side, you know, it'll be fine." She starts freaking out. Obviously, I would too if I was driving. And she was like, "I don't know what I did. Like, what were we doing? We were going. It was fine, right? Everything was fine." And I was like, "Yeah, I think so." And we pull over. He comes over to the side and um, he's like, "Oh, you were just going a little fast. I saw you speeding on one of these back roads, and especially because we have bikers out today." I just want to make sure you're going the right speed. She starts crying. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to speed. I had no idea. I've never been in Scottsdale before. And then it was me and then another friend in the backseat. So he like peeped in and he's like, Hey, how are you guys doing? And I was like, I'm doing good. How are you? He's like, I'm doing good. Thanks. Are you guys from Scottsdale? And we're like, no, we're from Chandler. Like we don't, we don't really drive here. And he's like, oh, I see. Yeah. Just be careful of the speed limits. You know, I won't write you guys up. I'm like tearing up at this point too. Cause I am so emotional. If someone else starts crying, I will also start crying. So the driver's crying. I'm like, tears are welling up in my eyes. He's like, okay, ladies, don't worry. I won't write you up. Just drive home safe. Okay. (laughs) And then, um, After he goes away, we're still out of it. And I'm like, please don't drive. Like, let's just sit here for a little bit, you know, calm our nerves down. We're sobbing. And then finally, we're like, okay, let's just go get lunch. We pull over to the nearest, um, whatever complex there was. We got some Panera, I think. We go, like, when we go order, we're still like (laughs) red faced and pudgy eyes. And the the people are taking our order, just like, okay, I hope everything's going okay. Just one sandwich and a soup, okay. (laughs) And then we get our food and then we sit down and... Then we like calm ourselves down, we eat some food, and we're like, okay, let's go home
1: now. <laughs> Imagine that like this happens like to cops all the time. Like they have to tell if people are faking it. Cause you know, like it's such a stereotype that, like, if a woman gets pulled over, she'll cry to get out of it or do other stuff to get out of it. And so, like, they have to like judge like if people are actually freaking out or if they're just like trying to not get a ticket, kind of thing. So good thing you like look sound like you had like a good cop that was like <laughs> <laughs> <It's> very <laughs> nice. And I
0: think it helped that we were High schoolers as well so he, he felt bad for us yeah do mm-hmm. you want to
1: talk about how you guys know each other growing up together first time we met funny stories
0: the first time we met was like we don't even remember because we were <laughs> babies
2: <laughs> but I don't think I connected with like Avantika I mean we'd known each other for a long time but I really like connected with you in like freshman year of high school because we were in separate like we have our whole Indian group but then it's kind of divided too so like Avantika has her own like family friend group that like goes on vacations to Mexico and then I have my family friend group that goes on vacations to Mexico and then for New Year's everyone just comes together in my house and so it's like it was kind of divided so we knew each other we'd see each other at like holidays or different you know functions um but because we also went to different middle schools and we weren't in that same friend group I would only see her at like birthday parties or the occasional function but then we were in like I think we were
0: in um Joanna's's zero hour were you in no I know know a bunch of our other friends were in that class I don't know if we had a class together freshman year but we used to eat lunch together yeah 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 so That's where we, like, really connected, I guess, Mm -hmm. and then started talking a lot from there. Yeah, that's true. We had mutual friends, so that just helped, and we got closer from there. But, yeah, do we have any fun stories from, like, when we went to homecoming or... oh, Oh, I know that... So, we've talked about one of my exes on this podcast, the one who's gay now. He actually lives in the same neighborhood as Isha, so that was funny. Back when we were dating, she'd be like, oh, I saw him on the bus, or, like he was following me home but then I realized oh he actually just lives here (laughs) yeah I
2: uh I was very like socially awkward meeting new people um so I met him like on the bus going home but then like I didn't know what else to talk about so I would either walk really fast or really slow so I didn't have to talk to him (laughs) and I told Avantika about this and she's like yeah he told me like she walks really slow or like really fast
0: He would bring it up. He's like, Yeah, there's this girl. Like, we always ride home together, but then she'll just fast walk and almost sprint home. And I'm like, I don't want to sprint home. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know what I'm still upset about? I forgot my takeout box in your car. So there's like, I was so angry because that was going to be my lunch the next day.
1: And I was like, Oh, crap, my lasagna's in Isha's car. Yeah, you I don't mess with Vontica and her food, man. Like she said, her hobby is eating, so you don't you don't get in between her and her food. She'll get mad. <laughs> but also, I'm
0: notorious for forgetting my leftover box or my takeout box anywhere. I need someone else to remind me, or else it's going to be left in someone's car. I leave it on the table. I will never bring it home with me. So. We
1: also joke like she forgets about everything. Like, I call her Dory. She, like, has really bad memory loss.
0: (laughs) It's funny because Acacia sends me, like, all these snaps. She's like, oh, I wanted to tell you about this, and also this, and also this. And I'm just trying to, like, keep track on my fingers. I'm like, okay, I have to respond about this, and I need to tell her about this. And then when I go to record my snap back, I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't remember what she told me anymore.
2: (laughs) I still remember... I don't know the roads that well like I still use Google Maps to go everywhere unless I've like memorized it by heart or I've driven there so many times so that it was like getting dark on the night we were driving to Olive Garden Mm -hmm. and I took a wrong turn and I was freaking out because I'd never taken a U-turn before
0: and we were all just like it's okay it's okay calm down (laughs) yeah I'm also bad at directions um that's another thing not good at Yeah, I've just got lost so many times. It's horrible.
1: (laughs) we've talked about that. Oh my gosh, I, funny thing is I'm actually like very good with directions. And back in the fall, like I went on a date with someone and they just, they aren't from here. They're from Minnesota. And so I was like, I'll just drive us. Like I'll come pick you up at your dorm and then I'll drive us to dinner, whatever. Which then one of my guy friends said that that's very emasculating and you should always let a guy drive you even if they don't know where they're going. And I was like really don't not sure I agree with 20, that 2021 <laughs> come on now <laughs> and anyway but we were driving there and it was like a pretty straightforward route but I like had kind of turned off the map because I was like oh I know where I'm going I wasn't like trying to show off or anything but I just like was because I wanted to have a conversation and not have like the map interrupt us and so then I like pulled over like twice to like check the map and he like was making fun of me and i <laughs> and I was like okay I'm actually going the right direction I'm going the right direction we're fine we made it there but yeah and yeah then we actually had like good conversation in the car and the date was fine but nothing kind of came out of it he like kind of friend zoned me which was just okay it ended up I think he was too goofy for me anyway but (laughs) acacia likes her men mature not goofy (laughs) (laughs) a sense of humor is good but like being a class clown like not
0: my vibe I think we've talked about this. I'm drawn to the class clowns just because they know how to handle the attention. I I like people who can command a room, I guess. I also have a story about getting lost while going on a date. And it's funny because it happened. We took the wrong exit on the freeway or whatever twice. Like I had gone to his house and he was dropping me back. And we, I was in charge of the directions both times, which I don't know who's, whose idea that was because that was clearly a bad idea but I was supposed to tell him to take this exit I missed it so then he's like oh my gosh we have to take the next one and then we took the next one and the second time we were coming home I was like wait didn't we do this exact same thing last time and he was like yeah and I don't know why I made you do directions again this time because we took the exact same wrong turn that was funny I can't believe that
2: you like for all these experiences with the dates you had and the different guys you dated
0: that your parents didn't know dude it's been a struggle i know you dated someone for like a whole year without your parents knowing right they still don't know
2: um <laughs> Well, now, it's it's not that I don't want to tell them. It's more that now, like, what would I say? Like, hey, by the way, two years ago, I dated somebody that you didn't know about. Doesn't really matter right now because I'm not dating anyone. Yeah, it's like the ship has sailed. Yeah, it's it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's been too far. Like, maybe someday in the future, I'll tell my parents, like, you didn't know, but I dated someone in high school, probably when my brother gets to high school. And if he finds, like, a girl, I'll be like, it's not bad. Like, I dated someone
0: in high school. And then, right it'll come up then but (laughs) I know it's such a struggle with brown parents though we they don't understand and it's always an argument I know I've had so many arguments about that um but it's frustrating because like I'm on top of my schoolwork and I do extracurriculars and I I know my priorities why can't I handle if I want to have a boyfriend or not and it's something they just don't understand
2: I think it's because like for brown relationships, or like, it, it differs per family, but like, I just distinctly noticed that in India, usually when people get in like a love marriage, they're like, they've been friends forever. And they, it's like, I don't even know when they switched to dating. Like my cousin's sister was friends with her now husband for so long. Like I remember him being in every aspect of my life since I was like six. Like I met him at her 16th birthday party. Right. Um, and then I remember like when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade and I went to India and they were like taking me and my brother out for like dinner, you know, she yeah. was his best friend. Like, yeah. And vice versa. Right. Um, and then like, he like fed her and I was like, looking at that, I was like, this is sus. <laughs> <laughs> <Best> friend, <laughs> huh? Okay. Yeah. And then like a year later, or like, I heard something about them getting engaged. I was like, so they were dating. this whole time like
1: (laughs) yeah
0: I think another thing is if someone starts dating there's a very high chance that they're going to get married there's no concept of dating and then it not working out or dating someone else till you find the right husband for you know it's like the first person you date you're pro- or he's proposing done deal so I think that's the mindset my parents yeah. have in mind because they all always used to be like so do you want to marry this kid and I'm like no I'm 19 and like no I don't want to marry him but I want to go on a date with him can I not do that so. like the concept of dating for dating,
2: like mm-hmm. in the U S where you just need to get to know somebody better to like, hang out. Like for them, that's like, that's friendship. That's friendship. <laughs> dating is like, I'm going to get engaged, but it's before engagement. Like we still need to talk to the parents. So the right. dating phase is like super short before
1: you get engaged. In India, there's no trial and error. They're, it's yeah. the first one. <laughs> exactly. There's very high risk. so Avantika is your last ex the only one they knew about because I thought they knew about the one that came to your like your dance graduation
0: so I was never very straightforward with any of them whatever they knew is kind of like what they picked up or they're like oh we we think this is what's going on so there have been a couple exes where they had no idea until after and it was like oh yeah by the way there were a couple, like one that lasted four months, they knew about that one, just because I talked to him all the time. And he came up in conversation. Also, he was Asian. So my parents just liked him. Like they are very biased. If I, if it's a white kid, they'll be like, oh, don't talk to him. Like, we don't know. But if it's a brown or Asian kid, oh, yeah, it's fine. How's he doing? Like, they want to know all about him now. So it's just so frustrating. But yeah, they haven't really known about any of my exes till probably this most recent one cuz I had to directly ask them to hang out. So,
1: Isha, have you had any zoom romances or anyone slide into the DMs? No, I'm, ugh, it's been so hard. Like the thing is I
2: don't want to like settle. I told myself that like I don't want to settle at the same time like I when I date somebody, I want it to be like, oh, I know them. Like I'm on I'm completely comfortable with them. Like, you know, for me it's more like I would rather date like my friends, <laughs> which is bad too. Cause you can date your friends and it can either go really well or it can go really poorly. Right. And for me, it usually doesn't even reach that stage because they just stay friends forever. Which is fine. But I'm just like right now I'm just trying to become friends with as many people as I can and then
0: you know
1: test the ground see what my options are <laughs> you definitely like the slow process of like being friends with someone for a long time and then maybe exploring something else
2: yeah it's more like i would rather have like if i start dating somebody i would rather it be like even if it is a friendship even for a short time it would be like a really good friendship like or like someone who i talk to a lot like you know it just for me I would get so nervous personally at the idea of like blind dates or like not talking to people for or like just meeting somebody and then going on a date that like I would personally be very nervous about that just because I'd be like
1: so <laughs> yeah, no I mean that's understandable because like a friendship is such an important part of having a good relationship like you should be each other's best friends also so I think like I definitely respect that and see where you're coming from yeah
2: I'm also like a different person when people first meet me versus like after a couple months of friendship, I like become more comfortable. And then I'm like, I stop like hiding what TV shows I like or like what artists I like. And it just, it's all out in the open because I'm a very open person. So I feel like I would want to get past that before
0: I start dating somebody. I know you were also talking about how you're on campus right now, but it's so hard to judge whether you're attracted to someone if they have a mask on.
2: Yeah, that is, it's so scary. Like I could look at somebody and be like, oh, they look kind of cute. And then I'll see them like take down their mask for a sip of water. And I'll be like,
0: "Never mind." Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like someone's eyes, like it can look like really attractive, but like nose and mouth is so important part of facial structure. That's the bottom two thirds of your face. Like that's important. Yeah, like yeah. maybe it's just because my parents are dentists, but I really value smiles. Oh, no, seriously. And like, if someone has bad teeth, like, no, no, I can't. Not. <laughs> not yeah. And then most of the
2: guys I meet that I'm like, oh, they're kind of cute. They're all taken. Everyone's taken because it's usually not freshmen. It's usually people older than freshmen. And I'm like, oh, they're really nice, kind of cute.
1: And then they're like, yeah, so my girlfriend and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Such a, it's such a struggle. Like honestly, like despite COVID, like just in general, like the good ones are always taken.
2: Yeah, and it's so sad because you're just like, oh, and there's it's not even like a short term relationship. They'll be like, I've been dating this girl for two or three years. And I'm like, hope is okay. lost. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> but it's
0: okay. I have you know, four more years, three more years. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Can you imagine? We're coming almost to the end of our freshman year. I know. That's insane.
1: Yeah, we're almost sophomores.
0: I'm glad that there's
2: pre-health advisors because the pre-med culture is so toxic. It's horrible. I came into uh, U of A and I joined a club and one of the presidents of this club was also in pre-med and he was like, okay, so I know you took AP like bio and AP chem and whatever, blah, 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 and AP calc, but you're gonna need to take all of those classes because APs aren't considered. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, I have dual enrollment, right? Cause I get community college mm-hmm. credits and he's like, you still need to retake it. I would still retake like calc, still retake stats. Um, and so one of my friends, she did that. She retook all of her sciences. She retook, specifically she retook calculus And I took AP Calc and I emailed my pre-health advisor. And I was like, hey, first I emailed my advisor for like, because I'm a bio major. So I emailed him. I'm like, do I need to retake Calc? I know I need to retake stats because the AP credit doesn't count. But does it, do I need to retake Calc? And he's like, no, you don't. Um, And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, My friend is retaking Calc right now. And she's struggling. Like she had to go to tutoring every week, like twice a week. For this class, she'd already passed in high school. and gotten an AP score on so she could have avoided that class and then I emailed my pre-health advisor and he told me the same thing so
1: it's just crazy like people are misleading others and it's incredible why would someone do that though like that's just like mean like there's no reason like they're them taking a class doesn't affect you like why why would you do that
0: so I know there are a couple med schools that do not accept AP credits, but you have to do your research and see, are you going to apply to them? Are there other classes you can take instead of retaking the exact same class that you took in high school? So yeah, you need to take everything everyone says with a grain of salt. It's a lot going on.
2: Yeah. And I think it's more of like a superiority complex. Like if other people are retaking it, then you can be like, oh yeah, I took that class. I know how to help. And it's... I don't understand it personally, but that same person, the president, he came to me and he was like, oh yeah, I wanted to ask you what stats you're taking because I know you're taking a bit of an unconventional path. I was like, unconventional? I just use my dual enrollment credits for sciences and I'm a different major than you. I'm also a different minor than you. This This same dude was telling my friend to get a minor in a foreign language because med schools like it. And she was talking to me, she's like, I don't know if I wanna take a minor in a foreign language. Maybe I wanna do it in like nutrition. I was like, do it. Don't take a minor in foreign language if you don't want to. This dude is doing a minor in like Spanish because it looks good, but he's starting from scratch. So he's never taken Spanish before. He just took the minor for med school and then he once faced me, and he was like, "Hey, can you help me with some of my homework?" I was like, "Sure." Um, and I, he just like turned the camera towards his homework and was like, "Do it." <laughs> like,
1: oh my no. god! I hate those people. <laughs> mm it was just it's it's toxic (laughs) I feel like Barrett students can be toxic sometimes like it's not that bad but like honor students you know there's definitely like the stereotype which is true sometimes of people just thinking they're all that and like so special because they're in the honors college (laughs) taking a class with the prefix
0: H-O-N wow I'm so cool (laughs)
1: Thank you, Isha, for joining us today. It was so nice to talk to you and catch up and talk about all the drama and everything that's been going on. Same. Thank you guys for inviting me here. Of course. course. We hope you had fun and you'll enjoy listening to the episode when it comes out. Yes, I will. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Friendship in a Time of Coronavirus. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review telling us what you think.